Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. We, uh, we've had a really big week this week, haven't we? This has been the craziest week when it comes to this podcast. Yeah. We got featured in uh, Apple Podcasts last week uh, in the new and noteworthy section. Yeah, and I can't even say how much getting featured in Apple Podcasts does for everything. Yeah. And then because we got featured there, we got featured on Urban List. Yes. As one of the top five binge-worthy podcasts to listen to this week. So it's been unreal. It's been a big week. And if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, as Urban List said, it's binge-worthy. So... Feel yes, free to listen and- to some other of the episodes uh, in our list. And this is actually our 30th episode today. So this is a big one. I know. Is that a pivotal this number? Is- Th- 30 is, right? Uh, I feel like 25 was, but we can say it is. Okay. I mean, I feel like we just kind of passed <laughs> 25 and we sort of realized after we're like, yeah, that was number 25. Um, but yeah. So thank you everyone so far who has listened, who has gone yes. on um, and reviewed us and liked us. And if you haven't yet, please, please give us a review because what happens now is once we got to keep that momentum going. So if you leave us that five star review, that is your bit to help us keep this momentum and we want it. And if you know anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast, you can share it with them as well. Um, And as we always say, we're available on all podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Acast. Stitcher, what Google. am I missing? Google. Anything? Google's a big one. Hello. <laughs> anything else, Steph? Am I missing anything else? 
All of them. Pod Chaser. We got all of them. We're, just all of we're them. We're there. So just uh, look up all the shit I've learned abroad. Well, and this week's episode is actually a listener request that yes. we've got from a new listener. So thank you so much. Yeah. And if you and we are doing these requests now, we're starting to get more requests. So for those of you listening that have sent through requests and you haven't heard your episode yet. Don't worry, we've got a list. This week's request actually comes from a listener whose name is Elena. Elena? I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. I want to say Elena, but I'm sure, pretty sure the A is part of her last name. Okay. Elena. <laughs> Elena. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. And to be honest, as soon as she sent this in, I was like, I can't believe we didn't think of this ourselves. Mm. Because we did a whole episode on airplane etiquette and airport etiquette. Yep. This week is on hostel etiquette. And yes. this is a huge topic. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think um, oh, hostels, first of all, are not everyone's thing. So there's probably a lot of people listening that are like, oh my God, I've never stayed in a hostel and I never would. And it's not my way to travel. Fair enough. But there are a lot of people that travel that it is a very budget-friendly option. Um, Steph and I mm-hmm. have stayed in many hostels, many together, a lot on our own. And yeah, we thought... You know, we did the airplane etiquette episode. There is a lot of hostel etiquette, especially when you're in shared accommodation and in shared rooms that Mm -hmm. people seem to throw out the window as soon as they they uh, they're staying there. (laughs) And they're like, I don't need to do this. I don't care about the other people staying in the, the room with me. And again, yeah, like you said, they people turn into fucking savages when they are staying in hostels. I also think that this is going to be an episode full of stuff that sounds like common sense. Right. But it's not always. And but there are a few things I've learned along the way that I didn't know when we started, because there were definitely things I learned the more I traveled and the more I stayed in hostels where I was like, oh, that was shitty of me. Oh, what that you did. Oh, for sure. Okay. I mean, live and learn. Right. To jump right in. The first thing I'm going to say from the get go. And this was one thing I did not know. You and I went to London. We booked one of the most more popular hostels that I found. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in a dorm room with 24 people. So there were 12 bunk beds. It was. And. (laughs) Too much. Too much. 24 people in a room. And we were like. Because I remember we're like, we're going to do this budget. Like, we're going to spend, I think it was like 10. It was five pounds a night. Yeah, something like that. And we it thought was it was a great idea at the time. It's kind of like, you know, when you book a really cheap flight, you get a really good deal. Like when I came to see you in Australia and I'm like, 500 pound yeah. flight, amazing. And then I'm on this airline and on my like, <laughs> on my eight different flights I had to take to get to you. And I'm like, this was not a good idea. I should have paid the extra couple hundred pounds to be comfortable. So same logic behind Steph and I staying in um, this enormous, kind of trashy hostel in London Bridge for five pounds a night to save money and with 24 other people in the room. I was actually laughing when I thought of this because I was thinking about you and I knew you would say that. But what makes me laugh is all the things that happened it like people snoring people drunk people Mm -hmm. just weird shit i like i don't really care about things like whenever things happen i'm like you're doing you you're living your best life you're not hurting me so continue on whereas you are like shut the fuck (laughs) up 
why would you do well, that? Well, it's <laughs> like you're more. I was fine in a room of 24 and we definitely moved rooms. Okay. Well, it definitely you. depends on the type of hostel because I've stayed in other hostels with 24 rooms. But this was like we stayed at a party hostel, right? So people were. It was. We did. There yes. was a lack of respect for people that were sleeping or like once they or like early in the morning, like getting up and all that stuff. But I have done like when I stayed in Berlin, I stayed in a 22 person dorm there, but it was a more it was like a, a more mature hostel. So most of the people that stayed there were like in their late 20s, early 30s. Gotcha. And that didn't bother me. And like still people would like I go when I stay in hostels, I've got my earplugs um now like if i you know you get the hostels where you can sort of close like the blinds in front of your bed they've got like the curtains now so like i'll do that and that's fine that doesn't bother me but yeah this one where we were staying where it was like a bunch of 19 year olds that were on their gap (laughs) year and it was a lot and it was a really crummy hostel as well it was gross So that's where I was going with this because what I didn't know when we started booking hostels was that there are party hostels. They're known for partying. That's what they do. They're for the gap year people. They're for people going out every night. And there are quiet hostels. And those are for people who, A, just want cheaper accommodation but quiet evenings. Or people who maybe just enjoy a couple glasses of wine. Or... but you know, are very much Mm -hmm. more demure or there's people even who live in hostels, which I did not realize whether they're working in the hostel or they're, you know, just in the country for three months and don't want to get accommodation. There are. Well, and that's basically what we were doing when we turned up, we were living. I mean, yeah, we were living in the the first time, second time. Yeah. I'm talking about the second time, the first time. Oh, if you're talking about the first time, I was not bothered by staying in a room of 24. In fact, the first night in London, I didn't even stay in that room because someone was having sex in my bed. Oh, no. And I had to go find a different bed in a different room. So, I mean, you want to talk about me being bothered by things? Yeah, it is a bit annoying when you try to go to bed and there's two people having a shag in your bed. Yeah. Well, you, I don't know where you were. You were probably I think already I was still on the bed. rooftop. Probably. I think I was still on like. I thought you were talking about when we moved to London in that dorm room with the 24 people. But the first time we ever traveled, I wasn't bothered by that except for the people having sex in the bed. And we went to Dublin and there was like eight people in that room. And again, I wasn't bothered by that. I was like up on the top bunk asleep. You were always on the top bunk because you were too tall for the lower bunk. And I like I prefer the hit your head. all. I prefer the top bunk because you're like further away from people like when people start getting up in the morning and like getting ready and stuff you know when they're sitting Mm. like what's the story you were watching some chick completely like buck naked lotioning herself in the morning while you were laying there just like what do i do this is awkward yeah Yeah, you're up in the top bunk and you're just away from everyone else yeah i guess i've never thought of it that way i like the bottom bunk i just i'm too lazy apparently to go up four little stairs but so yes hostile etiquette let's just start from the beginning so you're booking the hostel, book the right damn hostel. Yeah. If you're partying, book the party hostel. If you're not, book yeah, the party I mean, hostels. On, on our- and there's hostels for adults yeah. too. Well, that's, I think on our, our first trip to London and when we went to Dublin, like, yeah, cool. We went to a party hostel because we were young and we wanted to party still. But then when we moved over here, we probably, and we booked the same hostel, didn't we? And that's where we when did. we were technically. We just did what we knew. <laughs> yeah, we knew the hostel. We're like, oh, yeah. we stayed there before. And that's when like we were 
living in London technically. And that's where I was like, I cannot do 24 people in this room when I don't, I think the problem is when you don't know when you're going to leave. Right. So at that point we were like, we didn't have, it's not like we were there for like a few days. We were going to be living there indefinitely. And I was like, fuck this 24 people. I've got to wake up to this every day. I think at the time we were like, you know, looking for jobs. I'm like, this is not a way to live. So yeah, that's where we ended up moving. There was a girl's hostel down the road owned by the same Mm -hmm. company and that's when yeah. we went there. And that's where we, we I think for the first time realized oh. we're like, hey, there's quiet hostels where people live there. And in this hostel, there was a bunch of women that were actually <laughs> living there long term. And we got moved mm-hmm. into a room of eight and we met a couple other people that were like, yeah, I've just moved to London as well. And I've been living here for a few weeks. We're like, oh, this is and it was a lot better. <laughs> oh, for sure. And they were getting up and going to work in the morning or going to interviews. Yeah. And it was just a lot more on the same page. Yeah. So. Hostel etiquette tip number one, I would say, coming out of this, and this is going to tie into everything we talk about, is to be aware of the fact that not everyone is there for the same reason you are. Because when you're going out partying and coming back drunk, it's so easy to forget that. Like, you think everyone's partying, we're all on the same page, Mm. you're not. Well, I think that's important to note, though, as well. Like, if you're someone staying at what is known as a party hostel, and then you're the one getting you know annoyed (laughs) about the bitter betty yeah about people coming back late and everything like go stay at a different type of hostel like look into it people will leave reviews um on the type of hostel it is again the place i stayed in berlin i read reviews on TripAdvisor, and everyone kind of said like it is a more mature hostel it's older people staying there so it's not a party hostel i'm like done i'll i'll take that um but but then actually this reminds me steph when we were staying in the all girls dorm after we'd moved mm-hmm. from the 24 person fucking party hostel down the street which i was like fuck <laughs> this i can't live here and at the time i think there was uh there was me you and two other girls that we had met that were also yeah. living in that same room yes. that we'd kind of befriended and so we were all pally the four of us and in that room there was one night there was these two swedish girls that had come to london they were quite young just on holiday or gap year i don't know they were traveling and i remember they came back one night and it was probably about two o'clock in the morning and the four the four of us were asleep and they came back and they turned all the lights on and they started like getting ready for bed and i'm up on my top bunk and i just remember you getting up and you just stormed over to the front door with these two girls there and you turned the lights off and you were like don't turn the lights on we're sleeping we live here and you went back to bed <laughs> and these two girls were just like oh and then you could just hear them like tiptoeing around like trying to use the light on their Good. phone and i was like yes step and then we all woke up in the morning and the two other girls that were living there they were just like well done like we're glad someone said something <laughs> And then we didn't see this. I mean, I don't, I don't really remember that, but that sounds like me. Oh. Like sometimes if I'm super tired and someone's crossed a line, I'm like, I don't even care to be nice. No, you were not even like, it was uh, my favorite line though, was we live here and you just, <laughs> and I think at that point we kind of, we had, own the hostel, <laughs> like the room we, it was like our territory a little bit. I think the four of us yes. that were living there, we did kind of like, we'd see like new people kind of come in and out. So we were a bit like, I don't, I kind of imagined us like if we were in prison and you know we were like this it was our, our cell block this is our territory and you're coming into it now like you either prove yourself or you're going to become our bitches and you made those girls your bitches that night i was proud of you oh god 
Yeah. Oh, I hope they don't have the story of like this one, like they have their own podcast and they're like, and one night we were at a pod- party hostel and this bitch came out. Yeah. Well, we, to be fair, we weren't in the party hostel. That was the quiet girl's that, I dorm. I know, I know. Yeah. Down the road. But yeah. Um, uh, so I was basically the cell block leader. Like I was the top bitch. You yes. were the top yes. bitch. You definitely I'm were. never the top bitch. <laughs> you were definitely the top bitch. And I just remember the next day we were all like, thanks stuff. So you talk about me being annoyed about stuff. I was like in my top bunk with my earplugs in, in dreamland. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so going back to just knowing the type of hostel you're in, if you're in a quieter hostel where you know people are living there, don't be a fucking asshole and come back at 2am and be loud and turn the lights on. Like there's no reason anyone okay. if you're in a party hostel or not. You don't need so to. So I definitely wrote down my ideas for this episode in sequential order but i'm just gonna jump ahead and talk about the lights thing because yeah. i think it is the most commonly enraging thing that people do mm-hmm. if you are checking in or coming back after 10 p.m maybe 11 p.m i say 10 maybe 11 is more reasonable and people are sleeping if you come in the room and there's no one in there sure have at her yeah if people are sleeping or even if the lights are off and people are just in bed kind of listening to headphones or doing their own thing you do not turn the fucking light on no and same thing if you're getting up at three or four and five in the morning to go catch your flight catch a train whatever you're doing you don't get up and turn your light on to pack no you either you either if you're coming in late you get your shit you need out of your bag and do all of that in the hall then come in the room and just put it by your bed yeah. Or you pack the night before, you have your shit laid out, you get dressed, or you go to the bathroom to get dressed, and you just take your bag. That's it. Yeah. Prep work. I think now there's like a lot of hostels will have the little bunk lights. So you can go yes. in and like, you know, you can have some light in there, but there's no reason you need to be turning on the big light for like the entire room at any time. And as you said, like suss the room out first when you come in. And if you are coming in late and look around and be like, are people sleeping? Because it's not only the lights, but it's the noise as well. Like if you're throwing yeah. around your bag and trying to pack and you're talking loud, like these Swedish girls <sighs> were having a full on conversation. I don't know what they were saying, yeah. but it was like two o'clock in the morning. Lights are on. They're speaking to each other like as if none of us are in there. You know, they just had no regard for anyone else. So don't be that guy flipping on the light. You, everyone has yeah. a fucking flashlight on their iPhones or whatever phones they use now. Like you can use that or you've got your bunk light. And like said, Steph, have all your shit laid out and ready to go the night before. So if you are waking up super early in the morning, you're like in and out super quick. You're not disturbing everyone else that's sleeping. Because again, a lot like there could be people that are living there that are living in the hostel. and, And that's it. And the flashlight, even though, I mean, let's be honest, they're pretty bright, but use your damn flashlight and... People can't get upset about that because no. you are, they are sleeping in shared accommodations. Yeah. So there's always an expectation of some inconvenience. Right. But minimal inconvenience. Right. It's that compromise. It's like, hey, I am getting ready, like, or I have arrived late or I'm getting up early. I need to see. Fine. All right. Use your flashlight. I get it. And that's where you have to be like, eh, I'm in shared accommodation. It happens sometimes. But don't be a fucking yes. asshole and turn on the light and have to wake <laughs> everyone else up and inconvenience all of them just so you can, <sighs> you can get ready for bed after you've come back from a night out. Yeah. It doesn't need I to I mean, happen. if you do it, you might run into the bad bitches like me who'll put you in your place. Totally. Honestly, that was the scariest I've ever seen stuff. <laughs> 
I'm going to jump back in time a little bit. Okay. So before we go to bed in a hostel. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about when you're getting ready to go out. Okay. When I was at a hostel in India, so I'd gotten to know everyone in my room. I'd been there for a little bit. I knew everyone in the room, so I was comfortable if anyone walked in. So it was shared. It was mixed. There were guys and girls. So I was getting ready. And right in the middle of changing my top, the door opens. So I assumed it was, and you know, I was facing away from the door, obviously. So if someone walked in, it wasn't just like, hello. But I turned around to look to see who it was, just to be like, oh, hey. And it was a man who worked for the hostel, but I had no top on. So all he could see was my back, like not the end of the world. Yeah. But he just stood there and he was staring at me and he just froze. (laughs) Like he was like, whoa, Uh, hello, girl. Yeah. What do I do? And I was looking at him. I'm like, can you leave for a minute? Like, can you get out? He didn't speak English, but he understood what I was saying. Yeah. Like, even if he didn't understand the words coming out of my mouth, he knew what I was saying. Right. Obviously, I just need two minutes to put my top on. Yeah. And eventually he did, but he stood there for at least a solid, like, two or three minutes staring. Two or I'm three like, minutes? Oh, how long, so does, it, how long yeah. does it take you to put a top on? <laughs> no, it takes two seconds. Well, because the top was on my bed and I was... Like, three minutes a is a pretty long time. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. It was so awkward. Like, it doesn't sound like a long time, but it is. And he just right. stared. So anyways, I said something to the people at the hostel, hostel desk when I went down. Like, so I'm like, hey, this happened. Like, it was pretty weird because there were signs everywhere that said cleaning staff will knock before they come in. Right. And I think that's why I was willing to, like, quickly change. And the guy was like, well, you know, why were you changing in the room? I'm like, where else am I supposed to change? <laughs> like, yeah, that's where I have to change. And he's like, you should be changing in the bathroom. And it turned into this huge fight. I was like, nobody in hostels change in the bathroom. And it, it turned into basically the hostel owner, like calling me a whore for changing in a room where men are also sleeping. <laughs> like it turned into a huge brawl. And this was in the lobby of the hostel. And all the other women who were in the hostel started hearing him, like, calling me a whore for changing in a common space where men live. And they all started jumping on. And it turned into, like, a straight-up cultural fight. Right. Like, misconceptions or... So what was the outcome then? So we're saying that we should be... Should be changing in them? In the common room? (laughs) Or... No, I'm just saying, so be aware... And this is this was my problem at the end of the day. I mean, I was right. Men who work in hostels shouldn't just walk into rooms without knocking or whatever when it says they will. But I was in India. Like, I probably should have thought about it more. Well, yeah. It's not Toronto. It's not like Melbourne. a super progressive place. <laughs> it was India. And I probably should have thought about it a bit more. So it's more just like when you're getting ready, be conscious of where you are. Be conscious of who... I hate to say it, you're changing around because like, you know, as well as I do, you travel through Europe, you travel through North America, you just get changed. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> God, but like guys in hostels. Quote of the century. You just, you get changed when you're traveling. But I'm just saying most people, there's always exceptions that you meet in hostels are just like legit people traveling. They're not creeps. They're not there to do weird shit. Once you get to know them, there's a comfort level. But yeah, apparently I got too comfortable in India. <laughs> I feel like I, I have, I do change in the bathroom, but that's only because I'll just get changed after I come out of the shower. Like, and I don't want to walk back to the room in like in a towel. So depending in on a like, world, 
in a world of women who live in tights now, how do you put tights on coming out of the shower? I don't wear tights all the time. Come on. We all do. Mm, I'm more of a jeans type of girl when I go out. But even still, je- I mean, it's not, it, it depends where the bathroom <laughs> is. Like I've stayed in hostels that have like decent bathrooms where you can still change. But I know what you mean. You get you go into some of them that are like shower rooms. And yeah, yeah and that's, that's that was different. it. I mean, it's a lot more difficult to, yeah. It, again, it totally depends on like yeah. how cheap or expensive the hostel is. I stayed in a really nice hostel in um, Morocco that had beautiful bathrooms. It was like, it had like a whole changing Luxury. area. Yeah, it was lovely. But, um, well, la di da. Maybe that should be on my checklist now. Changing area. Yeah. So, okay. So we're saying just be a bit more culturally aware. Okay. Okay. Next big thing is people cooking dinner in hostels and breakfast and lunch too, I guess. Okay. I just said dinner. Like, so using the common area in the kitchens. Yeah. Using the common area, using the kitchen. I was shocked by how many people, there's a couple aspects to this. How many people don't clean up after themselves? Oh, that is very irritating. I don't know if this is like, like maybe I'm going to sound old saying this and it's a, the young entitled generation mm-hmm. or what it is. But how do you not in good conscience clean up after yourself and wash your own dishes? Well, that's the thing. Most hostels in the common areas, they will. Big signs. Like th- this is the nice thing about staying in, in a hostel. Um, yeah. All right. You have to share a room, but then you can also cook your own meals. Um, it's very social. So you meet people in these common areas that are also like cooking their dinner or whatever. And that's the, this is the nice thing about traveling. It's meeting people from other cultures, but they often, yeah, they've got like dishes you can use and cutlery and the amount of times uh, I've stayed in hostels. Yeah. Where people use this to make their dinner and then they don't clean it up thinking no one else is going to need to use that is infuriating and they just leave their shit there it's so disrespectful where you are you know a guest somewhere and they're allowing you to use things that don't belong to you and you don't even clean them up afterwards and i mean honestly in hostels which are typically like what 10 to 30 bucks a night that cost definitely doesn't include a cleaner to clean up after you no no like they might come and like change your bed like and not every night as in like you'll get new sheets as Mm -hmm. when you arrive but um yeah they're not cleaning up your mess in the kitchen then on the counter side is when you put whatever food you buy and you put it in the fridge oh yeah well a don't be that asshole who steals it because you always hear about that there's always offices have these people too this isn't a traveling thing Mm. it's just a people thing where people steal other people's food it happens don't do that don't don't steal people's shit even like milk and stuff like don't buy your own milk do not use someone else's thinking like (laughs) oh they won't notice no well see here's the thing about hostile etiquette when it comes to food in the fridge And I think people, some people don't know this, don't understand it, and that's how they get their shit stolen. If it's in the fridge and there is no name on it, it is considered shared. So if you buy food and you don't put your name on it, people will use it. Okay. So what you want to do is when you buy food is to write your name and the date you're leaving the hostel. Oh. And the reason for that is because your name on it, they know that it belongs to someone. Date you're leaving is because if you don't use everything, so say you go out and buy like sweet chili sauce and you don't use it all. What a great example. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to be boring and say ketchup. Um, (laughs) Wow, you're so exotic with uh, your sweet chili sauce. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But they can see you've left. So they're like, okay, this person's gone. And then they'll either use it and they can take the tag off and it's, and it's fair game for everyone. I, I keep everything but in this, uh, in like a plastic bag. 
and I'll put my name yes. on it that way as well. And the stuff inside. Yes. But yeah, I because I, I always think if something's in a plastic bag, then you know that that does belong to someone. And it's not communal and it's not for sharing. But same, if you put everything in a bag with your name on it, with the date you're leaving, which I've never thought about the date you're leaving, but great show. Yeah, it's, I mean, good tip and trick. And then the fridge isn't filling up with stuff. And then they oh, know And also, then the fridge like, isn't accumulating with stuff that's not being used. Right. And they right? can, uh, at some point, I would assume they do have cleaners that are cleaning out the fridge and they can say, oh, you know, look at the date and be like, this person left two weeks ago and we can throw this out so it's not stinking up the fridge. <laughs> have you ever stolen anything out of a hostel fridge? I'm curious. Stolen? No, not at all. Or taken? No. I don't steal. I would never take <sighs> anyone else's stuff. I, no. Have you? I, d- I feel like you yeah, have. I did. What I did, did you steal? What did you take? I was young. Well, so it was at night. We were all just chilling in the common room. No one was going out. We had a couple drinks. Alcohol is the bane of our existence. Had a couple drinks, ran out of drinks, wanted another one, and someone had like a 24 box in the fridge. Right. Oh, you and stole I alcohol? It. I justified it at the time as like, well, they're taking up half the fridge. But then the next morning I felt really bad and I went out and bought the same drinks to replace it and left a little note on. Okay. At least you replaced it. And put it it back in the box. Because that is disappointing to go like you want to have a drink and you're like someone has drank all my booze. They probably Um, wouldn't have noticed, but my guilty conscience got the better of me. It should have, thief. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking Uh. of being drunk in hostels. Have you ever had like a state in a room where anyone's been kicked out for being too drunk or like not following the rules? Um, I think I saw someone get kicked out once because they were caught stealing them like the duvets. <laughs> oh, what a weird, but, weird thing. Although yeah. you say that and I definitely stole a pillow from the hostel that we lived in when we first moved to London because we were moving into our new flat and I needed, I wanted a pillow for that night. You literally just made fun of me for stealing two bottles of beer (laughs) out of a 24 pack. And then now you're stealing pillows for your own accommodation. I forgot about it. I think I still have that pillow. I don't use it anymore, but it's there. You probably (laughs) used it when you stayed as a a guest in my, uh, my flat last year, you probably stayed in the, using the hostel pillow. Oh, well then. Yeah, I should probably get rid of that. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I remember there was there was uh, one night I stayed at a girl's hostel and this girl had brought a guy back and was like shagging him in her bed and they got kicked out. Like she got, they were like, you need to leave. And that's not okay, guys. Like if you're staying at a girl's hostel, you do not yeah. bring guys back. Like you shouldn't be bringing I mean, anyone back and sharing a bed, like a single bed with anyone. Yeah, I mean, every hostel I've ever stayed at, they had rules against sharing beds, sex in hostels. Yeah. But I think there's just this unwritten thing where if you're in a big room people kind of know what happens and then people have too much to drink and people hook up and I like even talking with other travelers everyone everyone who like talks about they're like oh my gosh someone was banging in a room last night (laughs) but if you talk to them you'll be like have you ever done it and they'll be like yeah I was that person once yeah so there's like this unwritten rule where it happens I mean if the people aren't and this is where I say, like, I let stuff slide. I'm like, if you're not hurting me, you're doing you. I've definitely been in hostels where I knew what was going on in the room, but they were trying to be super quiet. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to find a way to sleep through this. Yeah, that's where you need um, those earplugs. It happens, but doing it, bringing a guy back to a girl's only dorm, that's definitely no. a line that's been That's going to get you kicked out. Um, I also, I know someone, this just reminded me of a, this is not my own experience, but... um 
someone I work with actually, and this will be a test. It's funny. This will be a test to see uh, who from work actually <laughs> listens to my podcast. So throwing <laughs> this story in, yeah, you get those people going like, yeah, yeah, I've definitely listened. I'm like, yeah, oh, cool. Sure. Um, but yeah, one of the guys I work with, he <laughs> stayed in a, a hostel in central London because he lives outside of the city. Mm-hmm. We had a work event and he got pretty drunk and then went back to the hostel and for some reason thought like the bin, like the garbage bin in his dorm room was a toilet and started oh, pissing no. in it and he pissed in the bin and they kicked him out of the hostel <sighs> in central London I mean... and he had to make it back home at like three o'clock in the morning to wherever, like wherever he lives. Um, which is pretty funny. So don't ever get that drunk either where you start pissing inside <laughs> your dorm room. Find the toilet. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things that I personally would laugh at. I'd be like, oh, that guy's drunk. And yeah. I wouldn't like I wouldn't complain about it. It wouldn't. I'd be like, you're dumb. But yeah. it wouldn't bother me. But this is where it goes to show like hostels are really everyone has different tolerance levels. Yeah. And I think if you're someone who's at a zero tolerance, like on a scale of 100, if you're a zero to 30, like maybe you're not a hostile person. Yeah. Because dumb shit does happen. I think we need to put together like a test, you know, where you answer like A, B, C, and it's like at the end, it's like, if you answered all Are you a hostile person? You are a hostile person, but a private room. If you answered all A's, you are fine staying in a dorm of a hundred people. If you would answer it all C's go book a hotel room. (laughs) Cause it's not for everyone. Like we say, it's not, it's not. And I get it. And there's people just that are like, like they cannot do it. They're like, how can you stay in a room, like share space with other people? And yeah, it's, uh, well, and the thing is, is that there's most hostels have private rooms. Right. So you can still do it for cheaper. Yeah. But um yeah, it's de- people definitely have their different levels. Well, and that's I think I Steph feel like and if I, I could we- impart anything in this sorry, go you go. No, I was going to say that Steph and I have always said that that like I feel like the older I get now, I'm I'm breaching on mid 30s, breaching. Um I I still like the hostel. Sounds like as- you're giving birth. <laughs> I'm definitely not giving birth. Um but I no, I like the I like the social aspect of one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A hostel. That's one of my favorite things about traveling is meeting people from different places and you know and learning about their travel experiences and whatever but yeah the older I get I'm like I don't really like sharing a room I do like my space and that's where the private rooms come into play I think they hear the word hostel and they automatically assume really run down 24 people trashy potentially the horror movie hostel but again you can find very nice hostels ones that are they are more expensive but they're done up really nice. Again, the one I stayed at in Marrakesh was beautiful. It was, it was stunning. They had a rooftop with like a, a little cafe up there and we, you could smoke hookah up there and it was beautiful. Whereas yeah, some of the ones we stayed at, like the one in London, the party hostel in London, it, it was a bit yeah. trashy. That's the one where they had the shower rooms and like, it was, it was just a bit grimy, but the word hostel does not need to to have that sort of negative connotation to it. Like I've stayed at some really sort of like hipstery uh, hostels, posh hostels, like they do exist and it's just a cheaper way of traveling. But some of them you can still spend a bit more money on and get like a nicer room or yeah. So going back to hostel etiquette, one thing at night, and this is also common sense. So it pains me to have to say it. Oh, okay. Is to turn all your shit on silent. Oh, yes. It's like that person whose cell phone rings in the movie theater and everyone gives them that angry, like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, if your phone's going off at 3 a.m., you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, turn that shit on silent, maybe on vibrate. That that can still be annoying, but whatever. It's better. I remember staying in... Just a basic consideration. Yeah, I was in Rome. I think it was Rome where I stayed in a hostel. It was only like eight of us in this little room. And one of the girls had, um, she had come back. I don't know what time it was just like, she was trying to be like really quiet when she got to bed and everything. And then she, she was texting on her iPhone or messaging mm-hmm. and she had like the tick, 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 like the sound no. on. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like why? I don't know if she noticed or not, but I'm like, I just sort of looked over. I'm like, can you turn the ticking noise off? Like why? Like she said, oh, sorry. And shut it off and i'm like yeah. how is that not common sense it's so weird when you have to explain to people basic consideration but yeah Ugh. turn your side everything's on silent even vibrate that's annoying if you're sleeping in a bottom bunk and someone I on know. the top has their phone on vibrate <laughs> and you can feel it vibrate through the bedpost turn vibrate off turn sound yeah. off and some people have said to me like oh but what if i need my alarm everyone knows your alarm will still go off on an iphone presumably yeah. an android <laughs> i don't know i've never had one of those but and have you ever come across those people in hostels who just shower for half an hour and then they're all splayed out over the entire sink area like it is essentially their personal bathroom i mean I don't know anyone that would want to spend that much time in a hostel shower or bathroom, but I'm sure they do exist. Oh, I've come across them. Yeah. (laughs) I've definitely come. I think I've probably been them at one point or another. Right. Okay. But that's one of my live and learn kind of things is that, I mean, have your damn shower. Don't rush. But there's other people waiting to shower in the morning. Like everyone's going sightseeing, whether you're sightseeing, you're traveling, you're going to a a job interview. Going to a job interview, going to work, everyone's showering in the morning. Well, that's not necessarily true. We actually had this discussion at work the other day, and half of my team are evening showerers. 
which I find I know, bizarre. but you get my point. <laughs> I know what you mean, <laughs> but you'd get a mix of the the nighttime shower peeps, which it I don't understand. It doesn't have to be showering, though. <laughs> I know. Got it. It's like also the sink, the space, the people, the people just who the- wear... 50 makeup products who take an hour to do their makeup like just taking up the bathroom in and out kind of place yeah yeah i agree in and out five minutes get out yeah yeah basic respect again for other for space and people's time Mm. and then the one that pains me to have to say it and this isn't one this is like a it's just common sense don't wrap your shit in plastic bags that you're gonna be opening and closing in the night like do you ever sit beside someone eating out of a trying to be quiet with a potato chip bag oh like in the cinema yes i had that the other day you are not you can't do it it's literally quieter to just open it rip it yeah yeah so people for some reason get this obsession with putting things in plastic bags when they're traveling and then in their hostel room they're trying really quiet to open yeah. and close all their plastic bags they hear like the crinkling going on forever people who are facetiming or skyping and they don't have headphones in so that's you're... where you go to the common areas for like there are again there's common areas within hostels whether it's like a lounge or a kitchen facetime and have those conversations like don't do it in the room Go, go sit on the couch. Don't do your room then, is for sleeping and like getting ready. Maybe like chilling out for a bit if you want to like chill and read a book. But even still, it's like go to the common area for that. And then one I thought of that started as a negative and I turned it into a positive and I was really like patting myself on the back. And I've never done this, but I'm going to from now on because mm-hmm. one of the granted new hostels are different because normally any more recent hostel, they have a plug or an outlet in each bed. So you have your own personal outlet. Yeah. But old, older hostels will only have like one, maybe two outlets in a room. So you get six, eight, ten people all vying for the, to charge their phones, computers from one or two outlets. Mm-hmm. So I started this as like, don't be the fucking hog who's using it all the time and not letting anyone else. But then I thought, if you know you're going to be staying at a hostel, be the person who brings, you know, the little plug-in to extend it. Be that person. How much would you love someone who's like, oh, I brought this. I'd be like, you're fantastic. Yeah, I would. But then I'd also be worried someone would steal it when they left because I've had things stolen from hostels before. So I've never had anything stolen. I had a book stolen, which was really weird. Someone stole one of my (sighs) books once, which I do wonder if maybe the cleaners found it and put it like, in the common area with all the other books, but I did look and I didn't see it. So someone stole my book, but it was like a travel related book. So I really hope that whoever took it has traveled the world using, you know, all the, uh, the tips within the book and have gone to all the, the places that were checked off on my list. And that is one of the most underrated features of a hostel. Is there like the public libraries, essentially? What are they called again? The book exchange? They're so good. You know how they have shelves and it's like take a book, leave a book concept? You take them. They're books to share. Like you can take yeah. it with you from the hostel. It's not like it has to stay there. Yeah. And then you leave it at the next hostel because books are heavy. Um. So as you're traveling around the world, and I love this, I would... T- take a book every hostel and then just pick up another one. Oh yeah. Maybe that's what the girl did in my hostel. She just forgot to leave her book in exchange for mine. <laughs> that's a weird thing to have stolen. Well, yeah. maybe that's in a hostel etiquette too is don't steal people's shit. Well, that's just not being a, don't be a shitty human being basically is what we're saying. I mean, lastly, when you're leaving a place, this is my golden rule, whether it's a hostel or whether it's couch surfing or, a hotel or Airbnb, maybe not a hotel, but whatever. 
is to leave everywhere better than you found it. When you're checking out of a hostel, you get rid of all your shit. If it's garbage, it's in the garbage. Take your sheets up to the front almost everywhere unless they tell you not to. But they always have a bin for you to put dirty sheets in. Yeah. Sheets in the bin. Clean your stuff out of the, like because if you have stuff in the fridge, it's going bad. Get rid of it. Like be a decent human. Again, again. don't be we a shitty so human being. Yeah. Clean your shit up. And like, like you said, yeah, a lot of hostels will have the the sign being like, hey, can you strip your bed down? Bring the sheet, bring the pillowcase up to the front. You are meant yeah. to do that. So just leave everywhere better than you found it. I guess what we're in this whole episode, again, it is mostly about just common sense. But it seems as though... And the same with being on an airplane. When people get into hostels, they lose that common sense and they forget that they are in a shared space with other people. <laughs> if you've never stayed in a hostel and you're scared, maybe give it a go just for once. Try a private, private room. Rooms. Yeah, try a private yes. room first. At least try it. Try out a hostel at some point in your, your travels um, for the social aspect because that's the best part. I think in terms of of staying in hostels and you know if you're feeling really brave go for a 24 person dorm room (laughs) really brave okay guys if you have any requests for what you want to hear about send those our ways you can find us online at shit abroad pod I think almost all of our listener requests have come through Instagram so yes give us a follow on Instagram and as always thanks for listening we'll see you guys next week goodbye all the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel you can listen to us on multiple platforms from itunes to google play music and more and with that please if you have a chance give us a five-star review on itunes or whatever platform you listen on that drives us up the charts and really really helps us out want to support us on patreon find us over at should have learned abroad pod and donations start as low as just one dollar also if you could follow us on twitter and instagram at should abroad pod and facebook by searching all the should have learned abroad thanks so much for listening 